For more information on Ancient Dragon Zen Gate, please visit our website at www.ancientdragon.org. Our teachings are offered to the community through the generosity of our supporters. To make a donation online, please visit our website. It's important for us to be able to offer our words to David and to Linda and to each other. I personally could say a lot. David and I grew up in the Dharma together in the practice of Buddhism in some ways. We were sort of two peas in a pod. <laughs> the, uh, We first started practicing sitting meditation, I think, with me. And we also traveled to California to meet with Zen teachers and practice together. Uh, and he was always uh, full of energy. He even had an asthma attack in my presence, so he felt like a little brother. And uh, fortunately, he got his inhaler, and he was okay for that round. But we had... Uh, a kind of closeness that is simple and clear and kind and and loving. I saw David's loving nature. I saw his lively and rascally nature. And all of those he shared freely and spontaneously, just like you saw in this video. If we could all be like that, the world would be better place. And uh, I really want to just invite everyone to share your thoughts and heart to David, if you wish to say something to him directly or with him. Um, so please, I'd like to invite the cloud uh, song of first. Maybe a little awkward, but please feel welcome to share any of your uh, heart expressions with us. Paula. Hello, everyone. Um, I didn't know David very well. When I came to Ancient Dragon, you guys had already been in that space on Irving Park for a year. And it was around the time that I came in when David was starting to his relocation to Colorado. But he was still around here and there. But he had a very much an effect on the following years of practice for me because I knew that he played a very integral part in finding that space on Irving Park Road. And uh, the space, I'm sorry. Um, it's just, it's very obvious from the video that he had a very full life that touched many people 
and animals in a very big way. But anyway, um, the space had such a unique feel because it was on such a busy street. And walking into that space, I was always impressed. I know it was a, a Sangha effort to create that space, but it was really extremely impressive what an oasis it was in the middle of such a busy area of the city. And I was always very impressed by the people that found that space and created it. And I know David had a very big role to play in that, along with other people. Um, so his presence was felt very much in the perspective of my practice there at Ancient Dragon. The second thing was, I was new to the practice. And I'm also an extremely physical person. And coming into this practice where people are sitting still, it's very hard to understand how um, one has anything to do with the other. And he was very encouraging to me. The only things I ever really talked about with David was how to bridge the extreme physicality that we both knew in different ways to the stillness of this practice. And at that time, it was a mystery to me. And he was so encouraging and kind and expansive in how to take those steps that it had a profound influence on everything I did moving forward. So I'm eternally grateful for what he gave our Sangha. And, and even though I didn't know him better, I felt his presence constantly in my practice. Thank you very much. Brian. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, that video struck me powerfully. And I'll just say a few, a few brief things that were very stark to me. Uh, the first thing that occurred to me very strongly is that it was an extreme object lesson in Buddha nature in the idea that I never knew David at all, and yet seeing that video, I realized I know him intimately because the things that he clearly loved are the things that I love, you know, and I think all of us love, you know. Um, some people talk about resume virtues versus eulogy virtues, and eulogy virtues, you know, you find out that everyone you know and everyone you didn't know was a loving, kind, caring person in their own way, et cetera. And he obviously was. Um, and so I know for in my heart that if I had had a chance to meet him personally, uh, I would have felt a connection with him and I would have felt uh, a, a, you know, a friendship with him as I would with anyone uh, who's possessed of Buddha nature, that potential to, to be, you know, a good human being. And we all have that. And my final comment, it occurred to me and, and I'm not being facetious, but it, it, it'll might strike that way is I'm going to go against Chow Chu. And I'm going to say that dogs absolutely have Buddha nature. <laughs> so thank you. I see Nathan. 
Hi, I was uh, I was around for the first ten years of of Ancient Dragons, so I saw David a lot, and he had this amazing energy and sense of humor and uh, kindness. Um, he, yeah, he just had a, a big effect on everyone. He was a huge support for our practice during those years, and I think that. That support's going to continue uh, endlessly through Ancient Dragon, I think. I think everyone online has spoken. I uh, met David uh, in his uh, college years. My best friend growing up was his roommate. And uh, we met uh, at Texas A&M, and uh, subsequently when he relocated to Chicago, um, uh, knowing through his life how passionate he was about his Buddhist practice, uh, I've come to realize that I may have been partially responsible for that, as <laughs> there were uh, many, many uh, times when he would call me at 5 p.m. to meet up at 7 check on me at nine and see me at 11. So I think he was uh, um, finding the need in his life to be present at the moment while, uh, while we were trying to plan, but we had countless event adventures together, many drinks, uh, unbelievable laughs. Um, uh, he was a dear, dear friend that I was honored to share uh, my life with and uh, we'll miss it terribly. Um, but thankful to uh, have him in my life. He, uh, I remember when he would tag me, uh, uh, talk to me about, I don't remember exactly how you two connected, but I remember specifically the, uh, the conversations we had and how excited he was to connect with you and study with you. Um, it was uh, profound. So um, uh, I'll miss him dearly. Jay. Thank you. Um, I've been very grateful for David for a long time. Very uh, large influence on my being. Looking for a place to practice, a new place to practice after moving to Chicago and have visited. A place with a beautiful, beautiful facility uh, that I went to and just did, I didn't feel comfortable. And I somehow found out that Ancient Dragon Zendate was meeting at the Cynical Catholic Retreat Center in Lincoln Park, showed up there and felt at home. A lot of that was because of David. Very welcoming, a very sincere, dedicated 
And beyond that, his, uh, his important role in setting up our product really allowed him to set my practice in the I am also grateful for David, and um, there was an energy about him. And um, yeah, I'm very appreciative of what you did in finding the space on the earth. But he had this endless energy around the ground. So at times when I would be thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> I would hear him talking about the study and this and he's trying to interpret it and uh, and it, it re-engaged me. It's like somebody else is, is attempting to make sense of this. But also uh, David shared his energy. Okay, he got a good one here. We knew that this was a special relationship for him and that it was a relief to find. Um, but I, I just, you know, he was part of the group, he was always encouraging and he was an energy that helped pull us together. So I'm going to look at it. I'm incredibly grateful for David's presence in my life. I was one of his first daughter's clients. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed at uh, a few things. First of all, his creativity, his sense of humor, um, his oneness with the animals, and especially with my dog, who um, I was so incredibly attached to, she was my own, definitely was my life. And David knew intuitively how to be with her and to bring out the best in her, and was concerned about her um, health and well-being many conversations. Um, I was also incredibly um, impressed or um, just touched by how um, in touch with the elements of David was he would, he would show up to run in the worst conditions. I mean, I wouldn't leave, you know, take my nose out the door in some of these sort of Chicago winter days, but David would show up to run Daphne in, you know, Shorts and a long sleeve windbreaker, zero degrees. And I was, you know, I was just, I couldn't believe it. Um, so, um, that, um, 
He helped enrich my life, enrich my life with my dog who loves so much, and helped me um, accept nature in a way that I had never been able to accept nature before. Um, he also brought me to the Zen Center, and I did um, some of my first meditation um, I just want to say I'm so grateful that he moved to Colorado to this place that he had been wanting to go. So, that I wish you peace, she needs, and she Our, our lay ordination together and, and so I've gone through many 
many, you know, hours of practice with David and some sessions um, where, you know, just sitting next to him, you could feel the support. But that's actually, this is actually not what I want to support, what I want to share. I want to share two things. Um, one is that I don't, I don't know why this was so, but this was before David had, I think, his first dog, Flynn. Um, he had a little guinea pig. Named Guinness. <laughs> and I got to, he, he was going away for a week, and I got to take care of Guinness <laughs> for a week. And it, and it was so wonderful because I had had guinea pigs um, growing up, and I, and I just love them. And I thought, and, and I didn't know him well at this time, but I thought, you know what? What a wonderful person who, you know, has a guinea pig that they, that they love and care for. And, um, yeah, it just I think that that was just always you know sort of part of part of David's big part was that it, it wasn't just dogs he he really loved you know creatures. Um, but the other thing that I really want to share is I particularly remember a Dharma talk that David gave after he did I think his first hundred mile race, um, the Hapalina hundred, and he just talking about kind of preparing for the race and what it was like and you know kind of the sort of meditative aspects of running. But the race was such that yeah I think it 24 hours to complete it and it's long and he had I think arranged to have friends join him at different points and there was one point um in the middle of the night where I think he just kind of collapsed in some sagebrush or something and just said I, I can't I can't do it. And his friend that he was running with then, right then, said, yeah, you can, and, you know, helped him up and, and, you know, found something within himself and through the help of his friend to keep going. And, um, and I think that I just, I just was really touched by that, that, you know, nobody does something like that alone. You know, we don't, we don't do that. And because it, it fits with, you know, our, our Sangha and our Buddhist values that we don't do anything alone. And so, um, you know, I think it, I take some comfort in, um, you know, knowing that that David would have recognized the importance of that and, and, and would recognize the importance of continuing to, you know, run with us. So I trust that he is, um, you know, has a presence here with us too for this life. Asian stole my story. <laughs> I've, I've heard so many Dharma talks in my years as a Zen practitioner, probably hundreds of them, and almost none of them can I remember at all. But I remember that talk by David, which was what, 15 years ago or something. It just stunned me that a person could do such a thing. And I have to say, it just blew my mind wide open to possibilities of what human beings could do in a hundred miles in the desert. <laughs> and uh, yes, it was a wonderful, memorable talk. And I think we should all go look for it. It's on our <laughs> website and listen to it and get inspired by it. Um, my other memory of David um, is uh, early in my. Um, Participation at Ancient Dragon, I helped to organize a picnic way in the southwest side in the Palos uh, 
forest preserves in um, Taiwan uh, nudged me to help raise a little money through the picnic. And so we scratched our head and David rounded up a lot of his friends and we had a, we had a no, no race, no race and uh, raised some little money by having all this. Was anybody here part of that no race? <laughs> um, and raised a little money for uh, Ancient Dragon and uh, so it was really fun to watch him actually do this thing. Thank you to whoever made the video. Um, it was so beautiful. Those eyes. Nathan posted some pictures from of David running in that generation and just the, the joy that David expressed in, in many ways in many in many contexts certainly in his running his love of dogs um, but just his presence at ancient dragon he you know he asked good questions he was um, clearly awake and alive. So, uh, David, thank you so much. Please continue wherever you are. Uh, we love you. I remember once, the only time Rebecca Anderson came to our session, David was there. He asked the question of Rev, had to do with running. And he told, he, he gave Rev the background of what he'd been doing and said that he was doing 100 mile runs. And I, and I forget the, the entire description, but then he said, Is there any problem with this? That that's my goal? You know, like, is there some sort of. Uh, What's the word? Attachment. Uh, attachment. Attachment to this. And uh, Rob thought about it. I mean, the, the answer had to do with, you know, I mean, he, he, got, he discussed it quite a bit, but basically, if you can stop at 99, or if you can... <laughs> the bottom line and not be attached to that one <laughs> I um, got to know David for I guess a year and a half uh, in starting in 2020. Um, I never met um, David in person, but every Thursday morning um, we would sit and then on Zoom and then Hogetsu would give a talk and we would have a discussion. And um, David and Linda were always there and I always looked forward to Thursday morning and I felt the friendship and the strength and the world was falling apart and my life was falling apart. And um, um, I learned from David and I'm very grateful for that connection.
kindness and care and spontaneity and joy and laughter and how he inspired us all and still lives with us in that inspiration. So just before we move on, just hold him close. So maybe we can have our closing part of our service. And in our tradition, in our Buddhist tradition, we recognize impermanence of life and of sadness. And we offer incense to honor those we've lost and to honor our Buddha natures. So what will happen is I will do three bows with some incense. And then we'll start the chant. And during that, we'll actually be chanting something called the Heart Sutra. So David's name, Empty Mountain, is honors the boundlessness, also called emptiness, of our lives, which is encapsulated in the Heart Sutra, expressed beautifully in the Heart Sutra, an ancient Buddhist text. And then we'll also be ch- and we'll chant that once. Uh, and so there, it's in your chant books, I don't know which, where the Heart Sutra is. Page one. Page one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then closer to the end, on some page, is another... Japanese, some Japanese chant uh, of the NAD book, 26, page 26. That will follow the Heart Sutra and just kind of chant along. And while that chanting is happening, uh, after I make the initial incense offering, then everyone is invited just to come to the altar, take a step, maybe do a little bow, approach the altar. And just offer some of this chip incense by sprinkling it on the charcoal. Just a pinch. And then now again and go back to your seat. And we'll have sort of a little circular flow going. So just return to your seat and have a seat. And as one person is ending, another person will bow and approach the altar. And we'll just keep that circle going until we finish our, our chant. And then we'll do some closing bows to the altar. And then we have a reception in the garden. So, sets If I may, uh, just yes. a tiny bit of logistics. Uh, after every, everything's done here, um, uh, it would be lovely to have two or three people um, help me bring out food to the reception. And then to have a few people um, bring out the folding chairs that are in this room outside. Um, that would be Thank you. And also, to just honor the cloud, <laughs> Zendo, the cloud meditation hall, it's online. <coughs> if during the service, if at any time you wish to offer some incense or light at your altar at home or in your heart, please feel welcome to join us in that. So, 
Can I just add we might need some extra check books back in this section? Anybody need a checkbook? Uh, on this on the side. Oh okay. Here's another one. Oh, it's a good one. Put them over. Question: All the bells will just be the bells for the chance, according to what's in the chant book. Not just me, because everybody's going to be going up making those offerings. Right. Heart of Great Perfect Wisdom Sutra. Like 
Thank you. 